Welcome to the Singers Unlimited podcast, a production of WBGO Studios. I'm Michael Bourne. We're going to be listening back on these shows through the WBGO archives. Some great interviews, some great performances from across the years of Singers Unlimited. There have been so many extraordinary trumpet players who also sang all the way back to Pops, Louis Armstrong, and through the years, Roy Eldridge and Dizzy Gillespie and Hot Lips Page and Bunny Berrigan and so many more. And uh, in recent years, delightfully singing and trumpeting, Chris Conberg. Reese Gonberg meets Lady Gaga, Cher, and who else sings that song? Nancy Sinatra. She was first. <laughs> she was first. Did Cher sing that song? Probably Cher, you know, if it was written by Sonny Bono. Uh, but, uh, but I definitely was inspired by the version that I heard in that Quentin Tarantino movie, Kill Bill. Yeah, <laughs> it has that real yeah. kind of smoky Western feel to it. Right, yeah. right. Didn't Sinatra actually record that song? Not that, uh, you know... Not that I know of, but I'll believe almost again, anything you say. Why yeah. not? Well, <laughs> see, that's the thing. The twist, one of the delights of you is that you sing all across that spectrum. You yeah, good music is good music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so do, do you center yourself anywhere musically? <laughs> well, I think of it more as layers, you know, and I... Uh, it's no secret that I have a strong foundation in the roots of jazz. You know, Louis Armstrong has been one of my biggest heroes ever since I was learning how to play and sing. And so I think of it, you know, building like I like to build a band from the ground up, real earthy, rhythmic stuff, and uh, just continue to build layers on top of it. Who'd you bring with you? I have a fabulous group here today. Uh, on the keys, piano, and Hammond organ is the great Chris Padishal. On the bass, uh, wonderful Yasushi Nakamura. On the drums, fabulous drummer. We've played together for a long time. This is Darian Douglas. And I'm very happy to have on the guitar today Mr. Doug Womble. Whips up and out. What do you got? <laughs> this is an extraordinary thing where you, it's the Beatles meet the Duke. <laughs> right. So as I was just saying, you know, you'll, you'll hear a lot of different layers in here. And one of the things that I like to do is link, you know, the past uh, with the present. And so here's a song from uh, the Harlem Renaissance meeting a song from the 1960s and, and then played today right here. And you're one of the young musicians who actually knows who Bubber Miley was. <laughs> exactly. So, so and there you go. I've got a plunger here's, right here in his honor. Here's a Blackbird fantasy. You 
for this moment to rise. Why did you think, okay, the Beatles and uh, Black and Tan Fantasy, why don't I shove them together? Well, the song, I mean, that arrangement, like Black and Tan Fantasy, uh, erupts into the blues. And, of course, the blues is something, you know, a very, very deep subject, but on a human level, something that we all share. We've all had our sorrows and sadness. So uh, that, to me, is the fabric of of those songs and, and bring them together. And that's my only goal these days is to bring more people together through those basic human feelings. So you think of Blackbird as a song that's emotional as opposed oh, it, to musical. It was a statement more than that. across the pond. as a statement from Lennon and McCartney about the civil rights era. Okay, okay. Then how did it happen that you put All Right, Okay, You in together with Soul Bossa Nova? Because that's like the hippest arrangement I've heard in years. Once again, the blues. <laughs> that song, I, if, you, if you're a music person, what I'm talking about is breaking into basically a 12-bar blues, both of them. So that's what, they ha- that's what all those songs have in common. And they all come with a twist. Well, all right. I've always been interested in a lot of different kinds of music, you know, being a millennial. I treat it like food. I like to try a little bit of everything, add those spices into the pot that becomes your signature sound. Well, you you studied with Warren Vachet. Warren has been an idol of mine for a very long time. I first met him, dare I say, in 2007. I had been a fan of his for a long time. Uh, but shortly after that, I realized, you know, I've got to move, make the move from British Columbia to New York City. And he was one of the main reasons I did to study how did you get from British Columbia? Because it's very difficult for Canadian musicians to get across the 49th per parallel. <laughs> there are a few different answers to that question. Um, you know, I'm I, legally, how would I say that? Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. No, I mean, and, and anybody who thinks British Columbia, who's from there? Uh, oh, Rini Rasmus, Diana Krall, Ingrid, Ingrid Jensen, Jensen yeah. Ingrid, and, you know, you know, Christine Jensen, and, and you, and, yeah. and, and I'm sure more. But, you know, I, I know so many musicians from above the 49th who have a difficult time because our, even though our governments are supposed to be friendly neighbors... You know, for any of anyone who's listening right now that is considering making that jump or might want to, I mean, it takes, I'll be honest, it just takes time and money and patience. Um, but the payoff to be able to, you know, be in this country that created the art form that we really, really love um, is special. And the amount of the musicianship here in this city, as you can hear on in this bandstand and on those recordings, uh, I wouldn't trade it. I'm not I'm not complaining for one bit. No, we're not complaining. I'm glad you're here. What are you going to play next? So the next one is a... Uh, is an original composition. It's called Blackout. Um, the the title "Nothing Never Happens" uh, has a few different meanings to it, but the the general sense of feeling overwhelmed, <laughs> which is where I felt about two years ago when I started writing this music. I felt I needed to get off the grid and start processing. You know, again, the onslaught of social media, quote unquote, news, information, all of those things that we're inputting constantly. I wanted to process that and write some songs about it. So, Blackout. Uh, I believe really uh, exemplifies that. Okay. I've heard it all before. Don't need to hear it again. Same old song, you're doing me wrong. 
I mean, one of my favorite vocalists growing up was Lauren Hill. <laughs> um, I also, you know, I'll stretch far and beyond to um, people like Esquivel, Perez Prado, I'm a big fan of. Wow. Um, you know, wow. It, it keeps going. Yeah, yeah Deep, no, it keeps no, going. I mean, I, I run to no effects, you know. <laughs> it's, it's a big mix. And, and you don't do it with a lot of gizmos. Right. Yeah, just, I mean, this brass beast here and a bunch of players who can access as many, you know, very, very many sounds. I, I, I'm sorry I can't remember the group's name, but I heard this Canadian group at, in Montreal 20 years ago. But it was like trumpet with no effects, mm-hmm. bass and drums playing like cream. Oh, with yeah. that kind of rock power. So that a trumpet, the, the trumpet having the power of a lead guitar. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I mean, absolutely and I, scintillating. I heard some of that, what you, you were just doing. We were talking, uh, you mentioned before when talking to Doug, Doug Mumbles played with one of my heroes in the city, Stephen Bernstein. Absolutely. I love him. And what he does, he's kind of that same, you know, the way he pulls together Ellingtonian swampy sounds, but uh, that kind of rock downtown. I mean, I, I live in downtown, uh, you know, east side New York, so I, I like, I think that is... Ex- um, that has influenced my take a little bit too. And it's, it's, it's perfect. He's played also with Branford Marcellus. When I when I was doing something for Downbeat once, I, I asked the question, "Why does jazz endure?" And I picked two musicians I thought had the most open ears of any musicians I have ever known: Bernstein and Marcellus. I mean, those cool. two those two knew, you know. Yeah, you don't suffocate it, no. and it'll continue to to and, grow. Yeah, yeah. And then there's so much more in what you're doing because you you already talked about the civil rights movement and and, and blackout is almost a protest song against um, you know. Well, it, it's not that you're a luddite, but there's a there's a point at which you got to escape. Well, that's another thing, you know. I feel like without being overly confrontational, the the album is topical because nothing never happens if you do nothing something will still happen and it might not be what you like so you may as well continue to put your foot down for what you you believe in even if it's just basic human rights basic human values i i was one of the few million many million people that participated in the women's marches and uh right after that i got on the piano which is where i where i write my songs and this motive came out and the ideas for bass lines and the songs just evolved from there again thanks to the people around me. Um, but this is uh, definitely a March protest song. Bruce Gonberg. Gardner, what's the villain? Who's the villain? 
anybody oppressing women at this time. Try to catch your breath. <laughs> <laughs> Takes a lot of you. Do you ever stop and think back to Chilliwack and you think, you know, when you were growing up in Chili, Chilliwack, right? Chilliwack, British Columbia. Right. And, and, and it's like you never quite. When you started playing, it wasn't with the idea of being in New York. And, I had and, no idea. I had no idea what sort of golden ticket playing the brass trumpet would in, enable me to experience. Uh, we were actually in Chilliwack earlier this month, and as some of these guys will attest, you know, I have I stay very close to my home roots and keep everybody apprised on on what's been going on and what is continuing to go on. And if it wasn't for the hometown support that I have had and my parents, you know, I wouldn't have been able to kind of reach as far as I have been. So I'm never far in spirit. That is a big part of me. Actually, when I moved to New York City, I fortunately met Lou Soloff, and he was the one who said to me, "Look, in New York, somebody's always going to play. Fi- somebody's always going to play faster. Somebody's always going to play higher. You know, the best thing you can do is figure out what you have that nobody else has." <laughs> and and what I I took that for a moment, and I thought about it, and I was like, "Well, I think I'm the only trumpet player here." From Chilliwack. <laughs> and there's this spirit that lies within Chilliwack. Again, I, I'm, I come out of public school band programs. My, te- my parents were public school teachers. There's a lot of heart. And the more that I've stayed grounded with that, uh, the more I've, I think I've continued to stay myself. And again, just build on top of it. That's, a, that's an indigenous name, right? Is it to do with... Yeah, Mouth of the River. It's the First Nations uh, land, as we call it, in Canada. Do you have any of that? Did you did you grow up hearing music out there? The, yeah, the folk music, as it were. Yeah, we have. Uh, I mean, Chilliwack has an, its own very eclectic soundscape. Uh, there is a Chilliwack powwow that happens annually, where the First Nations come and play and sing, and there were demonstrations in our schools. I mean, incredible, absolutely incredible, deep, um, you know, music, and also there is a uh, history of what's called Cape Breton. I guess there's fiddle music that came from uh, really Celtic traditions. And so that's kind of what seeped into my family as well. My older brother plays fiddle, <laughs> you know, waltz, a jig, and a reel. Uh, that's, that was, those were some of my earliest experiences, hearing music and also experiencing it, going, going to these competitions and not just playing music, not just hearing music, but really having a great time. It was a community event, you know. So those, that combined with, again, the Chilliwack, Chilliwack had a jazz festival that involved the youth and all of that, you know, bubbled into my, my love and to just continue to pursue it. But again, I, I had no idea. I feel like I was in Wonderland. I fell through a rabbit hole and ended up in New York City here. It's fascinating when you think about the music that's, that's all across Canada. Obviously, it's not one thing. But if you start, you know, in the east in, in, in Quebec and you're hearing the French and then you go further and you're hearing the Swedish music, and then you're hearing the Celtic music, and then you, all along you're hearing all the different yeah, uh, and locals. Yeah, not without its its own problems, but you know, can, in Canada, especially diversity is widely celebrated. Yeah, and we hope we hope for the best and the same here. Yes, yes, yes. So, what's the story about? So is the day. So is the day has more or less become one of my torch songs. I play it almost every show, even though I wrote it almost ten years ago. Um, but it continues to morph uh, with me, so I continue to play it, and it's another universal song. So I invite listeners, of course, as always, to make it their own. So is the day. A torch song that flickers and flames. Oh, you will. It burns. It's a slow burn. Yeah. Bruce Gronberg. I love you. But I
You've surprised me on every song you've done today. <laughs> In what way? Well, I, 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 I think you defy all expectations. Okay, good. That's a good thing. No, that's <laughs> a great what you're thing. expecting, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I mean, if you look at the, I mean, on mm-hmm. your records, you've got whatever, Lola once and Cocktails for Two and Back in Your Own Backyard, and then you... You pull off something like that and bang, bang. And, and Yeah, and it's all in there. I mean, I still authentically love, you know, all the music that I know. I have a pretty big repertoire of old stuff and some new stuff. Uh, tell us who's in the band again. And, you got it. And, have, and then play me one more. Again, I'm so very lucky. I have, you know, you give me credit. I have a lot of ideas, but these guys really bring them to life. Chris Patishal is on the piano and the Hammond organ. Yasushi Nakamura is on the bass. Mr. Darren Douglas is at the drums. And the great Doug Womble is on guitar. Together with Bria Skonberg. So in the uh, spirit of, again, playing all sorts of inspirations, this next song was written by a guy named John Deacon, who you may not recognize that name, but you'll recognize the name of the person that sang it. His name was Freddie Mercury. Godberg breaking free in the thanks for bopping by and swinging by and torching by and marching by and all that you've been playing surprising by <laughs> thank you so much and I really appreciate you guys you know being along with me on this journey it is an adventure every day thank you to guys for listening and for you know supporting jazz everybody and playing my music Singers Unlimited is produced for podcasts by Billy Robinson for WBGO Studios. Recordings engineered by Corey Goldberg. I'm Michael Bourne. Subscribe to the Singers Unlimited podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Find out more at WBGO.org. This has been a WBGO Studios production. To learn more about WBGO Studios' award-winning podcasts, special concerts, live streams, and more, visit wbgo.org slash studios.